0: Fight! 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 Fight. The cross
1: plays it out for McMillan instead. He puts the cross in. Brian Graham header and goal for Thistle. Thistle
2: back on level terms. 26 minutes played and it's that. Link up between Lawless and McMillan, as it has been so often for Thistle this season. The cross into the middle and Brian Graham gets his goal.
0: Here comes Cole's corner,
2: floated in again, Schwigg coming for it, doesn't get there, the header comes in, it's a goal! Kevin Hole. just moments ago he was down injured, didn't get any treatment, was able to stay on the pitch, and he goes and scores from the resulting corner. Bannigan runs over it, Turner floats it in, Holt gets his header on it, and then there's the finish! Aaron Muirhead gets the goal, Bissell 3-1 to the good, not even ten minutes played in this second half. Great flick on from Kyle Turner's delivery by Kevin Holt, and then Muirhead just forcing it over the line for about six yards out. Bissell have their two-goal lead.
0: Fight! Fight! Fight!
1: outside, driving towards the byline, looking for some way
2: through it, pokes it through, <laughs> the net, what a goal from Scott Tiffany, how he squeezed that one in, I do not know, but this will have their fourth goal, and Scott Tiffany, half-time substitute, what an impact he's had in the second half, he's off to a different threat in behind, and he gets his goal to cap it off, wow, <laughs> that is stunning.
1: Dissle have bodies over, Turner on the right-hand side, Tiffany driving forward, still going, out wide, Turner,
2: Turner on his right foot, loose touch but keeps it going, left, shot saved, Downs then scrambles
0: it over the line, will have a fifth.
3: Hello and welcome to Draw, Lose or Draw, our weekly podcast covering all things Partick Thistle. Joining me this week to look back on Saturday's resounding 5-1 victory over Morton, Jamie McDonald. Jamie, are spirits high in your household?
4: They are indeed. It's a great game, uh, very good performance and yeah, look forward what's talking about it.
3: Heather Holloway's here. Heather, how are you?
5: Great, thank you, and so excited to be back to talk about a win. I asked my four-year-old niece um, at the end of the game yesterday who won the football game, and she replied, "I don't know." So um, I'm hoping to to teach her the ways, and and maybe she can even listen to the podcast at some point.
3: Heather, I'm afraid that we we've done you out of an appearance, perhaps because the first match day of your Group B quiz. Uh, tournament is going to be later on this episode so this is going to count as one one appearance rather than two if you would appeared last week so apologies for that but rounding off our panel is Vinny Ferguson. Vinny are you well?
6: Yes very well very well indeed thoroughly enjoyed yesterday's game at Park Hill and um am not long back from Peters Hill today uh, where the, the girls gave a very good account themselves against Celtic I, I had a, I had a good moment today. I was roped in to be the the stadium announcer at the women's game today. So I oh, I got to press play on Sylvia, <laughs> uh, It was just that was a yeah a big life moment for me. It was amazing. Congratulations,
5: Benny. That is unreal. That's a claim to fame right there.
6: Oh, uh, I was delighted. I was absolutely terrified. And then Suzanne Grant. Um, who played over 100 games before. she was doing the Sky Sports updates for the game she was standing next to me so it was all a bit surreal today but thoroughly enjoyable you might I'm get going a gig to it. be
5: going Vinny in a few weeks time we're, I'm going to the oh I can't, I can't think you were playing Is it's not this weekend it's the weekend after
4: Hamilton away I think
5: no but the, the women's game
4: Oh, I'm not sure I, think, I think we've got
6: Dundee United next that's thing. right I th-
5: my niece is um, my niece is one of the mascots and the Jags Foundation are sponsoring the game
6: oh, amazing honestly I think I think we need to like bigger up more and it's, it's it's brilliant fun like I love going along to them and the the football the girls play is just it's sensational
3: on the deck it's really really good stuff good stuff good to hear and we'll start as we always do with a look at the, the starting 11 from Saturday's game. So, we had two changes from our last league 11. It was obviously a much changed team from the Falkirk game, but just two changes from the, the last league 11. Cole McKinnon came back into the side for Kyle Turner, and there was a perhaps surprise start for Cammy Smith eh, ahead of Scott Tiffany. Jamie, what did you make of the team when you saw it? I was glad to see Cole McKinnon back in the side. Obviously, we'd
4: mentioned that we thought we'd miss him quite a lot in the games that he'd been out. And he obviously has a very influential player on us. Turner maybe would feel a bit hard done by not getting the start, but I thought he was excellent when he came off the bench. So he's staked a mistake to climb for a start uh, next week against m But yeah, I was happy to see McKinnon back. Cammie Smith coming in was a bit of an odd one. I'm not sure. I've, we've said a couple of times in the last few podcasts that Tiffany's probably not fully fit right now. He's had ice packs around his ankles at the end of games and maybe it wasn't fit to make the start. But I was surprised that... Um, he chose to start Smith over Fitzy I thought he'd be more likely the option to start him and Lawless but he chose Smith and I don't know we mentioned it before I don't always think Smith brings a huge amount to the team and he got subbed off at half time so I don't know if that'll be the last we see of him starting for a while but that was an interesting decision but the rest of the team was thereabouts what I expected to
3: start. Heather what about you?
5: Having been at the Falkirk game and just seeing how terrible the the combination of our squad rotation was, I was really surprised to see Smith on because I thought the Falkirk game would have been a really good opportunity for him to stake a claim and show that he can give something. And I feel like we keep on saying, you know, people I I've seen people, you know, saying that we need to give him time and you know he's not as bad as people make out but you know I was prepared to give him the benefit of the doubt 20 appearances ago but he's racking up so many appearances for Thistle and done about I mean maybe five good things in that so I was quite shocked and um, had my head in my hands really when I saw that he was starting when we've got such a strong bench uh, with people to come on you know people like Anton Downs. I know they don't play in the same position but Anton Dowd's his goal to um, minutes ratio is fantastic, and there's him sitting on the bench. Must be thinking, how on earth is Cammy Smith getting on ahead of me? So, and, and as Jamie said, so, so will Kyle Turner. So, um, hopefully, I'm really, you know, really hoping that Cammy Smith's name is nowhere near the starting team for Inverness. But great to have Cole McKinnon back.
3: I agree with you. I think the the Smith one was a strange one for me, but. I'm keen to keep to keep this on a on a positive track. Vinny, do you think that was our strongest midfield yesterday of Doherty, Bannigan, and McKinnon? How unlucky was Turner to miss out on that that starting eleven?
6: It's uh, I feel as though this is a a constant uh, conversation on 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 this particular podcast. Just who fits into that three? To be honest, you there's there's an argument for all four of them somehow being wedged in, but obviously that won't work formation wise and in the way that we shape up. Um, I'm just, I'm, I'm, I'm pleased when any of the four of them play. It's, it's a very, very unusual situation. You can't really be disappointed when Kyle Turner comes in for Bannigan or Bannigan steps in for Kyle Turner. I think the key to it is um, is, is Cole McKinnon. One uh, when the, of when the boys in the podcast last week was saying he's you know crucial to the, the style of football that we're playing. And um, yeah, so I, th- I think if he's playing then you always fancy our chances but you know we've got a very very high quality midfield these days um, just worried a wee bit about the the rumors circulating with with Cole McKinnon and how much longer we'll have him so let's let's enjoy him while we can
3: and he'll be fine cuz we'll be 12 points clear by the January transfer window anyway there'll be no concerns if he gets recalled um Jamie we spoke at length on last week's podcast about the importance of dealing with with Martin's set piece threat Obviously they did get a goal from a, a direct free kick, but on the whole, corners, long throws, free kicks into the box. How impressed were you with, with how we dealt with them yesterday?
4: Yeah, I thought we neutralised them pretty well from that, which is where a lot of their threat comes from. I think it was maybe one long throw at the end of the first half, which was the only one that really caused us proper trouble. But apart from that, I thought we dealt with them pretty well. Obviously their goal, it, it was it was some strike to be fair. So I guess that does go down as another set piece conceded, but it's not the usual one where we're, you know, the arms in there, like what's going wrong, like from a corner or a, a cross or whatever from a free kick, but can't do anything. It was a good strike and obviously Robin Muirhead's celebration was interesting, so it's kind of funny to get up him that we ended up winning 5-1, but yeah, I thought we dealt with them pretty well at the back, I thought Muirhead and Holt were solid all game long, my melon, uh, Milne and then obviously Hodgson when he came on as well so I thought we neutralised him completely and yeah, I thought we defended well over the piece and I thought Docte especially in the second half was mopping up really well from midfield as well so yeah I just think we defended well as a team.
3: Just on the on the free kick that we conceded in the, the goal, taking nothing away from your head, any questions over David Mitchell? I thought his starting position was a little bit off, I thought he was stood behind his wall and he if you set up a wall you normally stand to the other side and his his starting position was a bit central but taking nothing away from your head am I just being harsh?
5: No Matt because I so my brother and I were were standing right like three rows up in the John Lambie stand so and actually directly in line with the with the top corner the corner that Muirhead scored in and we both just before that he took it both pointed and said he's shooting there And it was so obvious the way he stood up. Now, again, as you say, it was a brilliant strike and can take nothing away from that. But it actually was quite clear from where, as someone who's not a goalkeeper, you could tell exactly the positioning. And I did think that David Mitchell was too far over. So I do agree with you there on your goalkeeping expertise.
3: (laughs) It is a little thing. I still remain unconvinced by Mitchell, but I'm, I'm happy to be proven wrong. And it's... It's very nice to be unconvinced by players in a team that are convincingly winning five one at home. So that that's probably the end of the negativity. Um, Vinny, what did you make of the performance as a whole, and who stood out for you yesterday?
6: It was a funny one um, because I actually think we've we played better at times um, this season. I think it was you, Matt, talked about uh, a few weeks ago on the pod about like the, the overall best performance like we've had really good 45 minutes here and good 45 minutes there yesterday was a weird one because I felt at times we didn't need to do a lot I think it probably said a lot about Martin, particularly Tiffany's goal um, <laughs> you might have seen on, on my Twitter um, we we swapped ends so we, were, we, we had the FIFA 96 angle for the first half which was great and then uh, I was with my, my middle child I mean, fancy's going to the other goal line. So we were right in line with Scott Tiffany. And I mean, it's very, very that the, the guy's an incredible talent, but he had no right to be scoring that. It was, um, I, I, I think I tweeted as a, a great combination of, of wonderful skill and terrible defending. So it was a weird one. So I'm not convinced it was like a complete performance. Delighted, you know, five goals, you're not going to complain. But I think we've played better this season in terms of who... Uh, stood out, Lawless again. I, I thought Bannigan, he, he got the the sponsor's man of the match, and he, he was he, he was excellent. Um, but uh, yeah, I, th- I think Lawless again was just absolutely wonderful. He's a joy to watch, even better than his first spell, I think. His his ability to read the game, and one thing that I noticed with Lawless, you know, consistently, is his ability um, to uh, you know know where the ball is going. It was a, a sort of cliche of John Lambie to talk about picking up the pieces outside the box, you know, winning that second ball. And Lawless does that an insane amount of times, every single game. It just, the, the ball seems to fall to him. He's one of these players, he's a bit like a magnet, but obviously um, that's not a thing. You have to know where the ball is going to go and anticipate it. And Lawless is so good at that. So um, again, for me, it, it, it was the wema
3: i agree with you some of his some of his touches controlling high balls out of the sky it's it, it's skill that you don't often see at this level at all even a level up it's you don't see it very often we're very lucky i think to have him back i agree that he's he's a better player now than he was in his first spell jamie we were talking off air and i think vinnie's just basically summed up what we were saying that we think that was a pretty a pretty standard home performance really um i don't think it was much better than what we produced for 80 minutes against Cove. How much of that yesterday was just a case of Morton being bad as well as us doing our job professionally and taking advantage?
4: I wouldn't say it's all Morton being bad, because even though it wasn't like outstanding performance levels, apart from I think it was like maybe a 15-minute spell, we were very, very good going forward. But I feel Morton's defending did contribute to it at times, but also we just did play well and cut them open at times. We've got players that can do that sort of thing. Like Vinny was saying, Lola, so like, we're always singing his praises and rightly so, he's a brilliant player. I think there was one moment in the second half, don't know if anyone remembers it, it was at the, on the Jackie Osmond side and he just brought this ball down from up in the air. It was a fantastic first touch and then we're back in the attack again. And so a player can just do that sort of thing and he's one of the main reasons I think we were playing well yesterday. And then Tiffany, maybe Tiffany's goal highlighted Martin's poor defending because he just quite easily got past two men, didn't really make much of an effort to challenge him, and then easily ran in the box and scooped it in. But we were saying in the chat, I think Martin's biggest letdown was their goalkeeper. I thought he was atrocious, to be honest. Like Brian Graham's goal was ahead of straight arm, he's fumbled it, and then I think for the fifth goal, it was a rebound that he's spilled, And then even the second goal for the corner, he's come out, completely missed the ball, and then Oak's got an, um, an open goal, basically, to head it into. So They weren't, Morton weren't great, but I still thought we played well enough for it to be classic good performance, regardless of Morton's bad defending. So, yeah, I was still happy with how we played.
3: Absolutely. I'd like to give a shout out for like Holton Muirhead. I think their their performances are becoming so consistent. It's just what you expect from them now. And if you've got two centre halves who are both very comfortable in the ball, stepping out of defence, and very comfortable at mopping up for each other, when those two have played together, I can't remember too many examples of our team being cut open by the opposition. It's normally set pieces that has been our downfall. Those two are, are cruising really this season, but they are sort of setting the tone for the team performances.
4: On Holt and Muirhead as well, another thing I think great about them is that we've now got more goal-scoring defenders, which is a thing in like recent years, I think we've talked about, we've lacked. After, you know, like Lindsay O'Donnell used to be our kind of goal-scoring defenders, but now we've got other ones that can chip in as well. Because Holt, obviously he's taking penalties, but he can score goals from corners, we've seen it. That's from your head on two goals for the season as well, so that's just good to have goals all over the pitch. Five different, five goals and five different goal scorers yesterday. It's the kind of thing you want to see.
5: I was that's... also going to say there that um, I think it's been really great for our attacking our attacking front to have. Um, fullbacks backs would come forward as well you know I thought Jack McMillan deserved a shout out yesterday he'd won bad uh, clearance which led to something at um, with one of the it was, I think it was in the Morton highlights but apart from that I think they've been great and I I mean Lawless was on the club Instagram yesterday and he was asked to name his three favourite players that he's played with and he actually named Jack McMillan as one of them and I think as much as Lawless is playing incredibly well right now and I totally agree with what Vinny said I think he's a better player than he was when he was first here I think he is the kind of player that gives credit to the ones around him as well and um, I think having a support like Jack McMillan for him it's just been like having sod back and I think it's just it's, it's so exciting to have a team that are you know the picking man of the match picking who stood out is a problem.
3: I think that's a really good point Heather. We spoke a lot last season about Tiffany getting marked out of games and part of that was due to the fact there was nobody really overlapping them. We spent a lot of last season with Holt at left back or Foster at left back and it was the same down the right. We really didn't have much attacking threat at all and those Milne and McMillan have have added a really good attacking dimension to the team here. That's a really good point. Um, Heather, I was going to come to you next and ask how important the the double sub at halftime was bringing Scott Tiffany and Kyle Turner on. How impressed were you by those two yesterday?
5: I think they came and changed the game. Um, They settled it. I, I, I In Tiffany's post-match interview, he talked about the fact that he was quite disappointed he hadn't scored against um Cove and almost felt like he was making up for... For not for not scoring before, and I do think that he kind of came on with a point to prove and and did that. I thought that they came on, that they controlled the game. Kyle Turner showed why he should be starting or getting a um, you know giving Ian McCall a, a wee chap on the door. I'm sure next week in saying can I, you know why am I not in this team? I thought they also spread the play wider. In the first half, we were um at times we were caught being quite central. And I think having Kyle Turner on, who is so quick and um able to just open up his body and spread the ball across the pitch, um, I was really impressed. And I had I also think as much as um Cammy Smith playing and that being a little bit of a surprise, it did mean that it was so obvious how good Kyle Turner and Tiffany were because they we're more than an empty jersey.
3: Vinny, I'll start our first listener question with you. Uh, Alan McMillan has asked, does Anton Dowds have a clause with Barcelona that means he can't play more than 30 minutes or we will have to pay them 50 million? Can you shed any light on that one?
6: <laughs> um, I, I think it's the the only reasonable explanation, to be honest. You know, Douds is he's is, um, is, uh, is an enigma. I mean, uh, I, I forget the fella's name. I think it's Kieran who um, does a wee bit of media and, and stats for the club, puts together some brilliant um, previews you know, on, on the website and whatnot. He tweeted after the game, I asked about, that's got to be up there, the best goals to minutes record in, in Europe. And he replied, I'm sure it's a goal every 34 minutes, which is just absolutely ridiculous. Um, it's, it's, a, it's a pleasure to, to have someone coming off the bench like that. When he first came, I thought he would just be a sort of long-term replacement for, for Brian Graham. But he offers so much more than that. I think his, you know, Brian Graham's obviously getting on a bit. He's nearly as old as me. Uh, Dowd's movement. He's just got a little burst of pace as well, which is uh, a, a horrible thing for defenders to have to deal with. People made a lot of it in, with the Scotland-Ukraine game at Hampden. You know, London Dykes came on and got all the plaudits for scoring the two goals. But Steve Clark and a lot of other people pointed out it was Shea Adams who ran the defenders ragged. And we've kind of got that scenario at this at the moment with Brian Graham. He's just a horrible player to play against. He's moany, he's whingy, he's all elbows, gets stuck in. Um, so then when he goes off and then defenders have to then deal with Anton Dowdes, it's, um, it's it's, it's uh, a very, very... A difficult proposition for them. so yeah, long may it continue I'm quite happy for him to come off the bench if he's going to continue scoring goals
3: I was going to ask you Vinny do you think Ian McCall risks shifting that dynamic where Graham sort of ragdolls and tires the defenders out for 60-70 minutes and, and Douds come Douds comes on because I, I don't think Douds with that scoring record will be happy with just 20 or 30 minutes every week so it's a tough one at, at what point do you, do you swap it or do you stick with it for now?
6: I mean, we we don't know what the conversations are um, during the week, um, and you know it could be that Dowd seems quite happy. You know, in terms of his his, his body language, the way he celebrates goals, and he, he seems to be thoroughly enjoying himself. So maybe he's quite happy to do what he's doing. Um, I know players ultimately want to play, and. You know maybe there's indications that this is Brian Graham's sort of final year as a starter and Dowd knows he'll get his chance eventually. Um But yeah I, I don't see any need to change it if, if everyone seems happy, which on the face of it they do.
3: Again just it's similar to the midfield problem isn't it? It's a very good problem to have. You're, you're not complaining if these are your problems. Um, Jamie One other black mark on on yesterday, Kevin Holt's penalty miss. It was his first miss from the spot in his career, I believe. Um, But do we stick with Holt on penalties? Aaron Muirhead's there with a very impressive 91% career conversion rate. Who do you want stepping up to hit the next penalty for Thistle?
4: Realistically, I think to put Aaron Muirhead on it, his conversion rate is just so good that it's almost like not worth running the risk of having anybody else on it it's not like Kevin Hope's been bad with penalties and I get why he was taking them he'd taken three if you include one in the shootout and he'd scored off scored three of them so I get why he was on it and it wasn't like it was a dreadful penalty or anything but at the end of the day Aaron Muirhead probably will be wanting it I feel like Lawless might even be wanting it as well because I know he's, he's took a penalty for us before and he, and he was taking them for Dunfermline last season as well so I'm sure he'll be one that's wanting it, maybe even someone like Kyle Turner, but I think we've just got to give it a tie in your head. His conversion rate speaks for itself and it's not worth risking anybody else, I think.
5: I just love that Brian Graham always goes and picks up the ball and <laughs> has a wee look, a wee side-eye over to Ian McCall as in, go on, let me. and It's it's never allowed and I just quite enjoy that. Um, can I quickly go back to what um, Vinny was saying about um Anton Dowd?
3: Sure.
5: Well, two things. Firstly, is one of my friends, a very good Falkirk, a very big Falkirk fan, he couldn't believe that, obviously, like, during that Cup game that we weren't taking advantage and just went on a kind of long spiel about how brilliant Anton Dowds is. So I feel like we've only scraped the surface of just what he can offer us. But I totally agree with what Vinny said. And if we are going to be extremely optimistic, as we often are in draw, lose or draw, about what could happen at the end of this season, surely Anton Douds is thinking that... You know, if we do go up next season, there's no way that Brian Graham can possibly be our out-and-out striker. And this could be a brilliant time for him to make a way and get up into the Premier League and, you know, make a case for himself. So I think that he maybe plays the long game right now. And long may that continue, because he's absolutely fantastic.
3: Absolutely. We'll have a wee pause there before we go on to preview Friday's game at Inverness. In the meantime, we will go over to match day one of Group B in our Draw Lose or Draw quiz tournament. Hello and welcome to our second segment of our draw lose or draw quiz. This is match day one in Group B. So we're about to meet the remaining four competitors. They are Kieran Ashton. Kieran, you have appeared on a few quizzes on draw loser draw before with I'd say mixed success. How are you feeling getting into this one? Uh yeah, I mean I am looking forward to
2: it. Um I'm hopeful, hopefully try and redeem my, my last uh, two performances. But other than that, yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to it. Um, you can, I can only do better. You know what I mean. I can't,
3: can't do any worse. So Heather Holloway is here. Heather, on our record the other night, there was some um, talk from some other competitors that you'd maybe landed yourself a favourable draw. Do you see yourself as the the favourite to win Group B?
5: As a Thistle fan, I never um, never take any wins that look easy. So no, not at all. I'm I'm actually feeling quite. Not feeling very confident tonight at all, but um, but great to be back on the pod and hopefully can do uh, my dad proud tonight.
3: David Forrest, is here. David, are you just here to make up the numbers? What, what's the goal? Is, is qualification a realistic goal? Or are you sort of North Macedonia at the last Euros? You know, if you get like one question right, you'll you'll be fine.
2: Well, I see. Me and Kieran have really etched out a rivalry. For uh, the who is the shittest derby, um, where we're just battling for last place all the time, it's a it's a spicy fixture for me. I'll take third place. I'm looking to get into the Europa League knockouts. That's that's my level here. I'll take that. I don't. This is Connor Steele. This is like when well our next next guest. She's never been in the pod before, and I've never met him. It's like when when teams like sort of in the nineties or whatever, we get a team from like the former Soviet Union. And you wouldn't be able to scout them and you don't know how good they are, they might be incredible, they might be rubbish. No idea. And it's, it's a bit of trepidation. But no, I'll take I'll take third place in this any bite your hand off for it any day.
3: And as you mentioned, our, our fourth player, Connor Steele, you, you might be playing some incredible mind games in, in the group chat. You're really playing down your chances. But um I don't want to go all job interview on you on your pod debut, but do you want to tell us a bit about yourself? Like how'd you get into how'd you get into Thistle? How long have you been supporting them?
1: Right, hey, hello, thank you. Um, stra- strangely, I would say, because my dad's not asked for football, I, it took me until I was a, a fully developed boy to actually be asked about football. So I haven't been into it for that long, a, a few years maybe. I'm 20 now maybe since I was about 16. Born in, or, 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 born in Sight Hill and then brought up in Maryhill, so this was my local team. So that's pretty much how I got into it. It's just local, I, don't, I didn't have, uh, my dad wasn't bothered, so I don't I have a da, your dad's team pretty much just started going to games by myself or mowing back and all that and then I uh, actually got into working media with the club which I do now and I'm enjoying every minute of it.
3: Good stuff. I, I hope the questions fall in your favour then as a, I think the youngest competitor we have across the, the two groups so so good luck. We are going to kick off Group B match day one with uh, Kieran who's going to face Heather in the first match. Uh, as you'd have heard last week we're going to have two rounds per match Round one, each player is going to be asked five questions each. Each question is going to be worth two points if they get it wrong um, and the question is suitable to be passed over. It will be passed over to their opponent to answer for one point. So that is how round one is going to work. Kieran, Heather, are you happy with that? Yes, yeah,
5: that's yeah. yeah, that
3: sounds fine, yeah. Okay, Kieran, i I'll start with you for two points. Question one. Who scored Partick Thistle's first league goal of this season? Uh, Aidan Fitzpatrick. That's a good answer, Kieran. you You're off the mark with two points there. Heather, your question one. James Lyon spent last season on loan at which club?
5: Steinhouse Muir.
3: Yeah, good answer. Two points apiece. I should also mention... At any point during this first round. Um, so I, I'm guessing you didn't want to do it after question one. You do have the option to swap any one of your questions before I start reading it for an away question. An away question will be on Scottish football in general rather than Partick Thistle, but it will be worth five points. So you might want to utilise that if you've if you're fallen behind or you're feeling particularly confident. But well, in is,
5: It's like a question of sport. I love it. It
3: is. You can only do it once per, per round, though. Kieran, if you're happy to go for question two, here it is. Um, S- September's victories against our growth were the first time we have overcome them since what year? 2001. Yeah, it's another good answer, Kieran, for two points. Well done. Heather, your question two. Thistle paid which English club an undisclosed fee to sign Adam Barton?
0: Um, Preston
3: North End. I'm gonna pass mean, it over Preston? to Kieran. Kieran, you could steal a point here if you, if you can get that one.
2: Uh, I'm gonna go with Bradford.
3: Not a clue. That's a guess. Both incorrect answers. I <laughs> say it was Portsmouth. I oh, think he did start at Preston, Heather, and then he was at Portsmouth for a spell, and that's where we picked him up wrong. Kieran, your question three. Who was sent off twice at Capolo in the 2012-13 season while playing for Thistle?
2: Um, ATS
3: until there there, no. nope. I'll pass that one over to Heather for a point.
5: Stuart Bannigan?
3: No, it was it was Hugh Murray, um, ex St Mirren. I believe he got a testimonial St Mirren, which is probably why he was so pumped up for those games. But it was Hugh Murray, and uh, his Jags career didn't last much longer after that. Heather, your question three to tie this back up. Who did Thistle defeat in the 2012-13 Ramsden's Cup
0: semi-final? Oh,
5: for goodness sake, final. We lost to Queen of the South. Um, who did we play before that? And it was at Livy's Ground, but no, that was before. Oh, gosh. Um, Inverness?
3: Nope, I'm going to pass this one over as well to Kieran for a bonus point. Uh, was it all to beef? It was indeed, Kieran. So you take a 5 2 lead after three questions. Option of an away question still there for both players. Kieran, your question for who was the referee who showed Chris Erskine a red card in the 2017 2 2 draw against Rangers?
2: Um, was it Willie Cole? It sure was.
3: So, Kieran, you're now 7 2 up. Heather, your question four. In the 2017 1 1 draw at Celtic Park, who conceded the penalty which Thomas Cherney went on to save?
5: Callum Booth.
3: Yeah, that's a good answer. Two points for you, Heather, That. So, final question of the round for you, Kieran. Are you wanting to stick with a home question or do you want to risk an away one? I'll, I'll,
2: I'll stick with a home one.
3: Stick with the home one. Who was the Hamilton goalkeeper when Chris Doolan scored four and a five nil win in 2015?
0: It
1: was uh, Michael McGivern.
3: Yeah, that's a good answer as well, Kieran. Well done, Heather. Your question five: Are you sticking with a home question or are you going with an away question?
5: Oh, let's just go away. Why not?
3: Oh, that's bold. I like it. Um, your away question. How many players are listed on Hamilton's first team website currently with the surname Hamilton?
0: Two.
3: I'll pass that over to Kieran. Kieran, you could steal this for three points. Um, I'll say four. That is incorrect as well. It's currently one. Well, I believe last season there was three, but there was a, a Hamilton exodus at Hamilton in, in the <laughs> summer. So we finished round one with Kieran on nine points and Heather on four, Um, but as we heard last week, plenty can change in round two. Round two, um, I'm gonna give you each criteria and for each criteria there's several answers. Um, For example, if I start with Kieran to say, Kieran, how many people can you name on this call? And you say you can name two, Heather might then declare three. And you can either choose to let Heather go and name three, or you can up your bid to four. If you try to name three, Kieran, and you do it, you get five points. If you say you name three and you can't do it, you will lose. Well, your opponent will gain five points. Is that clear? Yeah. So you're going to get one each, and this is this is round two, the final round. Kieran, I'm going to start with you. I'm looking for the starting 11 started the match against Clyde in October 2020 that was a 1-0 defeat it was the opening game of the league one season the criteria for this is starting 11 if you name a substitute who come onto the field that will not count and you will only get one life Um, if you name somebody that didn't appear at all that is it completely finished straight away so how many of that start 11 do you think you can name? Um, I'll go with five Heather, do you want to collect here and go or do you think you can name more than five?
5: I like Kieran have five.
3: Like Kieran for five points. Take it away for five. Uh,
2: so Jamie Snedden. hmm uh, Richard Foster. hmm Ross Dockerty. Yes. Stuart Barnigan.
0: Yes. And I'll go
2: with uh, was it Cillian the
3: Oh, that is a, a showboating, and for the five points there, very well played, Kieran Ashton. Heather, your question, as it's uh, actually Heather, I'm afraid this is just for uh, for points difference. Keen has secured a, a match day one victory here, but um, this group could come down to points difference. Um, we're looking for Paul Payton and his cl- many clubs. There are ten of them. How many of Paul Payton's clubs do you think you can name?
5: Um, I'll go seven.
3: Kieran, do you want to raise or do you want to let Heather go for seven? I'll let Heather go for seven. Okay, so Heather, I'm afraid you've got no lives here. If you get one incorrect, Kieran will pick up the five points. But if you can name seven of Paul Payton's clubs, then five points are yours. Take it away.
5: Okay, so party Thistle. Yes. Dundee United. Yes. Dunfermline. Yes. St Johnston. Yes. Queen's Park before us. How many is that?
3: That's five. Falkirk. Yes.
5: And we hate them, Airdrie.
3: Yeah, well played, Tyler. Um, So that's a could be an important five points for Heather and the other three of Paul Payton's clubs we've got Plymouth Argyle, EKFC and Dumbarton in there. So that is the end of the first match of match day one and Kieran has picked up what could be described as a shock 14-9 victory over group favourite Heather. So Kieran you're off to a good start. Next up we've got David Forrest to play Connor Steele. Guys, your two rounds are going to be in the exact same format. So, are you both happy to go? Yep. Yep. David, I will start with you. Question one: Currently, who wears the number fifteen shirt for Partick Thistle?
2: Oh shit. Um, uh, I it I can know.
3: That is incorrect. I'll pass it over to Connor. Is it Cammy Smith? It's not.
5: Can I answer Please. this for fun?
3: You can. You're getting no points, my friend, Tyler.
5: Cole McKinnon.
3: Yeah, that's uh... correct. Off to a flyer, David. Um, <laughs> <laughs> question At one I don't for you. The club. <laughs> <laughs> question one for David. You like edit a, a weekly podcast about the club <laughs> and this guy's played every week. Uh, Connor, question <laughs> one for you. Jack McMillan joined Thistle permanently in the summer after leaving which club? Uh, Levy. Yep, that is correct. So, Connor, you take an early 2-0 lead. David, your question too. Who started in goals for Thistle in the 2002 Scottish Cup semi-final?
2: Um, should I look this up No, nah, uh, Kenny Arthur
3: what, that, that is the correct answer a big two I points for yes. the, an unconvincing two points for David there. Connor your question too Chris Erskine and who else were on the score sheet in Thistle's vital 2-0 win at Falkirk in 2013 uh, I'm
1: not I'm not even going to ponder on it for too long so I'm never going to figure it out it's just dealing
3: you know, I, I think in this quiz, if you, if you don't know who scored Chris Dool- just guessing Chris Jones Dool- is a good answer. Yeah, it's not it. proved the correct answer on this occasion, but it's probably a good tactic to adopt. David, you could steal a point here. Um, Tony Incorrect.
2: No, why, are, uh, my goodness, why am
5: I not in this one?
3: <laughs> don't, I don't think your opening day defeat is going to have that that much of an effect on you, to be honest. Heather, do you want to come in and steal this answer?
5: Andy Dodds.
3: That's correct. David, your question three. In his first spell, Lyle Taylor joined on loan from which club? True, Alexandra. Nope. I'll pass it over to Connor. Barnsley
1: well, is the first name that came to my mind. Both incorrect.
3: Ed, are you coming in?
5: Sheffield United.
3: Yep, that's correct.
5: Why am I not in this round? <laughs> <laughs> uh
3: Connor, your question three. David Mitchell has made the highest number of his career appearances at which club? I'm struggling to even think of clubs he's played
1: for. My mind has gone completely dead.
0: Uh
3: Dundee. Not the correct answer. David, for a, a, a bonus point.
2: Um I cannot think of a club that David Mitchell has played for, so I'll just say Hibbs. Uh,
3: he made zero appearances for Hibs. So it's, it's I knew not he was Hibs.
2: on the books at Hibs There'd be some funny thing where like he had goalkeeper everywhere and he'd played like three games for Hibs so or whatever, but like... Heather,
3: do you know this one?
5: Uh, is it? Is it either? is a small. It's like a smaller team. It's either like Clyde, or ah oh, or Stranraer. One yeah, of those. Strenoir is the correct answer. Strenoir. 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 Strenoir.
3: David, your question four. We're getting to the stage now where I feel like every point is going to be very, very crucial in this one. It's a, it's a tight affair. David, Jamie Snedden made a crucial penalty save for Cowdenbeath in a League Two playoff in 2017. Denying which club promotion to the 42? East Colbride. Yeah, good answer for two points up. Connor, your question for it. Who did Thistle defeat 2-1 at Fur Hill in April 2018, the first game after the death of John Lambie? Uh, Packies. Oh. Yeah. That's a good answer Is it right? Yep John Lambie did Yep that was correct So 4-4 four, four. Connor don't that's sound that's so surprised that's When that's you get these right Quite, Cool man
5: well
2: done, done. Right. Yeah because he put He was manager for Akies When they beat Rangers Isn't he So it was The whole thing was It was Crystal and Ackies so That was why John Lambie Obviously he just died But because it was Two teams he was Synonymous with
5: And Brian Edwards scored And didn't Is that not when he ran over And like hugged Osman Or is that a different game?
3: think it may have been. No, yeah, was. that was the game
2: yeah, I ran over to Osmond Hull doing that, yeah.
3: David, your question five are you. You want this home question or do you want to go away?
2: To be honest, it's a bit rich for me to use an away question. It's if to pretend that I know anything about Scottish seen as I know fuck all about Patrick Thistle so it makes no difference. We'll we'll stick at home.
3: you will stick with home. Who scored for Aloua in their 1-0 victory over Thistle in Gary Caldwell's first match in charge in 2018
2: Might have played for a lot. I'm sure he played further Maybe he didn't um, I'm just going to pick a lower, uh, a lower league striker uh, John Gemmell
3: Not correct Connor for a, a bonus point
1: I'm just going to pass and get Heather to tell me the answer
5: <laughs> What was the question?
3: Who scored for Alawa in the 1-0 victory over Thistle in 2018 Gary Caldwell's first game
5: Connor Salmon
3: No, it was an ex-Jag though. It was Daryl's. Oh, it's an eye, yeah. Connor, your question five. Do you want to stick with a home one or do you want to go away? What's the point tally looking like? It's it's 4-4 at the moment, so you could take a five-point lead with an away question. uh, Or you could stick and just aim for a a a comfy two-point lead. I'll go for an away question. you go for an away question. I like it. Your question, Connor Brennan is currently the goalkeeper at which Scottish club? This was a poor decision. <laughs> um, Cove. Incorrect. David, for three points to steal this and to steal the round.
2: It feels a very Albion Rovers name, so I'll go Albion Rovers. I, I, in fact, I, I've seen Albion Rovers this year. I don't think he
3: is, but I'll go for Albion Rovers. <laughs> it's not Albion Rovers. Heather, do you know it?
5: We've played them this year, haven't we? Wait, we sure isn't have, it?
3: Yeah. we made fun of them. Um, St. Housemere. Uh, St. Housemere, yes. So round one between David and Connor. Finishes 4-4. So again, round two looking decisive. Uh, you both know the format. You're going to get some criteria and see how many uh, answers you can provide. Um, David, your criteria is going to be clubs that Dick Campbell has managed. Um, there are seven of them. How many do you think you can name?
2: I can name three.
3: Three. Connor, do you want to let David go for three, or do you want to top that? I'm um, going to let him have three. Right, David, uh, it's a sudden death situation here. Any wrong answers, Connor, I'll get the points. But if you can name three of Dick Campbell's clubs, um, you will take five points here. On you go.
2: So Patrick vessel
3: Yep.
0: Are both. Yep. I'm torn between two. You might have actually managed
2: both of them, to be fair. I will go for Forfer.
3: Yes. So Managed five
0: Breakin, points for management shows.
3: He's uh, managed breaking. he's not management shows. Cowden, based and Fairman Breakin, Thistle, Ross County, Forfer, or Broath. So, Connor, let's all come down to this one. Um... You, you get five points here, you can claim a, an opening day draw, a point on the board against David, or if, if you can't manage it, or David comes in and steals, um, David will walk away with an opening day victory. So Connor, your question. Similar theme, we are looking for clubs that Joe Cardle has played for, and there are nine of them. How many do you think you can name them? Um, Three. David, do you want to top Three. Four. Connor, any advance on four? Or we'll, can David go for four? I'll let David go again. Right, David, similar situation. Any wrong answers? Connor will get the point and this, this opening game will be a draw. But if you can name four, you'll take the points. Take it away. So Patrick
2: vessel Yep. Dunfermline. Yep. Kelty Harps. Yep. And he has played with a team. In
0: Lancashire, who are they? Um,
2: um, oh, well, he see, I think he seems to have played in every team in Fife apart from like, one of them. i oh, um, uh, but he's also played for a team down south who are totally evading, mate. That play
0: in Lancashire, gonna have
3: to push it.
0: Wraith uh, uh, Rovers
3: That is correct for, for an opening match day one victory David, congratulations Did you
2: he take... play for AFC Fylde as well?
3: That's the one So we're at Port Vale, Clyde, Airdrie Dunfermline, Wraith Rovers Ross County, AFC Fylde Partick Thistle and Celtic Hearts So David, a match day one 14-4 victory Congratulations <laughs> We'll move on now to discuss Friday's trip to Inverness. Heather, how tough a game are you expecting? Inverness off the back of a, a pretty impressive win, it has to be said, down at Somerset Park at the weekend. Is this potentially the toughest game since we faced Dundee on the opening day?
5: Yeah, I think so. I think we need to be extremely careful and the the, the win at Fir Hill means nothing right now. Um, I think it's a completely different game in Inverness We've got the travel. We also have not had the best experience last time we were there, obviously, with the playoffs. So I think we need to go there and make sure that we play our football. We know that air have been no mugs this season and for them to beat them so convincingly, I think we've got a tough game on our hands and we'll need to go out there, hopefully play our best team and make sure that, As much as scoring five goals this week was absolutely brilliant. We've all agreed that we weren't 100% for the full 90. And I think this game is going to be maybe tighter in the scoreline, but we'll need our full concentration for the whole time. They've got some really good players and they've got a wee point to prove.
3: Vinny, are there any changes to the starting 11 you'd like to see for Friday? Um, Scott, Tiffany and Kyle Turner probably the obvious ones, do they come in for you and any other positions you'd like to see shaken up?
6: Um, no, I think consistency is the key for for what is going well. Um, Cammy Smith, I, I just feel, you, you guys talked about him uh, at length earlier on, um, I just, I kind of feel sorry for him. I don't know what he is. He, he's not a striker, he's not a central midfielder, he's definitely not a winger, he's not really a number 10. I, like, you don't, You don't have a career in football without being quite good at football. But I I, I just don't know what he is. Um, So, for for me, he's the obvious one to to drop out. Um, Again, you guys mentioned it earlier. Maybe a wee bit surprised not to see uh, Fitzpatrick involved a wee bit more. So, if Tiffany's not fit, I'd love to see him back in and get a wee run at it. He's got a good record up in Inverness. And, uh, yeah, I I think that's probably it. Again, the midfield, I'd be quite happy with whoever... McCall picks because I think out of the four of them they've all got uh, a great shout of starting and um, so yeah Tiffany or Fitzpatrick in for Smith for me.
3: I feel like Cammy Smith's probably going to be one of these players who's like running stats distance covered is probably like very very high and Ian McCall probably does look at that and think that's that's valuable but I, I do sort of agree like I don't want to pile on but compared to Fitzpatrick, Tiffany for me, he should be bottom of that pecking order. It was a was a strange one on Saturday. So, yeah, I agree with you, Vinny. Tiffany offers Patrick and for him and three out of any fourth in the midfield will be good.
5: I do think that um, Cammy Smith's been given a lot of chances and obviously I agree it must mean that Ian's, Ian McCall sees something in him. I just wonder, have... The other players like Fitzpatrick have been given the same amount of chances that Cammie Smith seems to be able to. So I'm not even going to criticise Cammie Smith anymore, but I'm just going to say in the spirit of fairness, should Ain Fitzpatrick not then get the same airtime that Cammie Smith has been given.
3: I agree. I think whether or not Fitzpatrick and Tiffany were fully fit on Saturday, that would probably... We'll find out on Friday. I think if Smith starts again on Friday, then maybe that's that's one to seriously look at. Jamie, do you want to kick us off with a score prediction? We all predicted Thistle wins last week, but again, nobody nailing the correct score. So yourself, David and me remain one point ahead of Reese. Do you want to kick us off this week?
4: I'm never back as to keep a clean sheet, but I'm going to do it for once. I'm going to say Thistle one, 2
3: I'll back us to keep a clean sheet as well. I think we'll make a a tight game 1-0. So that's my prediction. And hopefully David can work his magic and edit in his and Reese's predictions here.
2: It's going to be a difficult game. I think it probably is our toughest one since the Dundee game. Uh, But I do think we can win it. And I think if we play like we did against Morton, I think we'll come away with three points. Um, I'm going to go and back us on a clean sheet as well. I'll say 2-0. And uh, we don't have anything for appreciate, yet, but I'm sure he'll put a message in before. The game on Friday, we'll make sure there's no cheating, everything is on the level here. If he doesn't, he's going to predict a 9-0 loss.
3: Heather, Vinny, do you want to play along for fun?
5: Okay, well I'm predicting a 3-1 win, because we we had a really good victory there a few years ago, when um, Zanata Miller, and good old Cammy Pam are another great Rangers E scored, so Let's recreate those good memories.
3: Uh, Vinny, your prediction?
6: Um, So it's uh, obviously in BBC Scotland, isn't it? So um, they always go, Jonathan Sutherland's always frothing at how exciting the championship is and everything. So I'm going to go for
3: (laughs) nil-nil. Fair enough. Uh, We'll finish... I was going to say as we always do, we didn't last week, but we nearly cancelled ourselves last week. But we'll finish as we always do with Partridge Thistle, and I'm going to ask you all: Are you currently boycotting anything? Benny, I'll start this one with you.
6: In terms of current boycotts, probably just uh, Partridge Thistle-related quizzes. Um, but uh, I I did famously spit the dummy um in the the League One winning season. Um, it was after the two-two draw with Forfar, and um, I decided I would not buy any more streams. I'm not giving that club another penny um, and, until maybe we reach the playoffs if we get there. And then we all know what happened over the subsequent 10 games. And I, <laughs> I wasn't allowed to watch any of them because uh, I decided I was the jinx. Uh, but I did tune in for the the, the, the Falkirk 5-0 game um, and, and enjoyed that. So that was um, a famous boycott of mine which went splendidly well for everyone else
3: This is a little bit like when this will always win the, their next game after our legend dies, Vinny, maybe we might need to get you to, to go on a boycott if this title race gets a bit hairy at some stage You can boycott and one of the 71 squad can maybe take one for the team, we'll be fine Oh
6: jeez <laughs> <laughs> You were worried about being cancelled last
3: week <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jamie, what about you?
4: I haven't used Doctor Who as a cop-out on Partridge Fisher in a while, so I'll do it. I've been boycotting that for years and years and years at this rate, ever since, I don't even know, midway through Peter Capaldi's run, and I just have not been watching it. I think, to be fair, I've watched like one or two episodes, and it's not enticed me to come back, so I think Rusty Davis is the only, only saving grace now. Maybe I'll return.
3: Right. F- first of all, that is a disgraceful time to boycott anything. That's like boycotting thistle halfway through the the twelve thirteen promotion season. You've you've jumped ship at the during the golden years, Jimmy. Uh, secondly, are you going to tune in for uh, Shooty Gatwa's run for whose run? Shooty Gatwa, you've clearly
4: boycotted if you're
3: you're not aware of who the new doctor is.
4: Oh boy, well, yeah, I know who that is, but. Well, but yeah, but I will. Yeah, I'll be. I'll be tuning in to the new stuff. I'm mean, gonna give it a try, obviously. But I definitely that is not the golden years, Matt. That's like calling. I don't know our relegation season, the golden years, or something like that.
3: No, that's that's slanderous. You've clearly not watched any of Chibnall's recent work. I'm um, gonna have to consider if we'll invite you back on the podcast if you're criticizing the the Capaldi Moffat years, Jamie.
4: Matt, you think if you put it to a public poll, uh, which year was better? <laughs> Rusty Davis, Chris Rex, and David Tennant, or Stephen Moffat with Kit Capaldi. What do you think would win?
3: Um, well, I think like casual viewers prefer Russell T Davis, but I'm gonna say like actual Doctor Who fans would would go Moffat.
4: See, the fact you needed a big explanation, you could just confidently give your answer. You don't, you don't even believe what you're saying.
3: I, I firmly believe what I'm saying.
4: You know can, can what? Can I? No, because I, I, I
6: like this. This may shock you, but I've, I've I've never ever watched an episode of Doctor Who, right? And I I um like I I do love my sci-fi, like I'm a Star Wars nerd and everything like that, so that's that's fine. But where where do I start? I feel as though it's too far in to 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 go from the beginning and all the previous Doctors and things. Is there a starting point that I should be like, oh, I'll go from here and I'll really enjoy it, and then I can join in. Doctor Who chats that always happen, and I feel you, lonely.
3: Yeah,
4: right,
6: with Who.
3: Eccleston 2005.
6: Eccleston, right? Okay.
3: Yeah, because that—that's like the reboot when it, it's not been on for 16 years, so it was like written for new folks. So aye, that's your—that's your point.
6: I, I did. I was quite obsessed when I was in primary school. Was it uh, who was that actor? Was it Paul McGann one? Yeah. And it was like the, uh, a really weird reboot. I was quite obsessed with that. I rewatched that quite a lot. Um, and then never actually watched it when it, it
3: properly rebooted. The Americans yeah, got the movie, involved with so the, the the Paul McGann reboot, and it's it's strange.
5: I have to say, I love the Sarah Jane Adventures. I love it as well. Brilliant. Super,
3: <laughs> so, no, gone but not forgotten. Um, Heather, what about you? Are you currently on a boycott of anything?
5: I thought here we could make a wee. Uh, I thought I could make a wee joke about um, maybe as a Jads Foundation member. I should start boycotting, replying to negative emails. Uh, but um, since that's what the PTFC Trust seemed to do. But I'm currently boycotting using Tesco petrol stations. And the reason for this is because last time I was there, you know, when you go, well, I don't know any of your drivers, but and you have to press the button that says pay at pump or pay at the kiosk yep. before you can pick up the nozzle. Right. Well, I obviously was in a daydream and I just picked up the I just picked up the thing without thinking. And then five different men from five different cars came over and started mansplaining to me about the fact that I hadn't pressed the button and it wasn't going to work. And was I sure that was the right petrol for my car? So I um, it, oh, it just gave me the absolute, oh, it gave me the absolute fear. So I am officially boycotting uh, Tesco petrol stations.
3: Fair enough. I, I can't think of any interest and I'm boycotting I think just spoons at the moment. I think that's it. I might be boycotting Jamie from the podcast though after this terrible doctor who takes. But we'll leave it there for this week. Thank you very much as always for joining us. We'll be back next week to look back on our trip to Inverness which will hopefully be successful. We will have match day two in our group A draw, or draw quiz, and we will look ahead to our trip to Hamilton. In the meantime Stay safe.